Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Yolt Christian Podcast. My name is Codis Rawlings, and my buddy across from me's name is Jared Montana. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, uh, I just wanted to awkward you guys out just because I feel like you guys are having a good day, and so I wanted to be awkward and make you guys be like, what's going on? But anyway, welcome back. We love you. Hope you hopefully you liked our draft last episode. Definitely had different styles of the draft. Maybe a little um, bit controversial. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe you know, bit. Stephen Furtick, not a bad guy. We didn't draft him. No, no. He, he's someone that I'm putting on practice squad in, in case, you know, Charles Stanley's old. What if he falls off the stage? You know, I'm, right. <laughs> I'm putting Furtick Wait, up there. Did, uh, is he still alive, Charles Stanley? Yeah, man. Is he? Let me Google it. Entertain them. All right, anyways. So today we're going to be talking about Galatians chapter 3. So we've actually already made a podcast for Galatians 3 and 4, but we had mic issues. And so we actually quit recording podcasts for like a month. He's still preaching, well, via videos. Oh, okay. Oh, no, no. Yeah, he's 90 and still doing his thing. Oh, look at him. Dude, how are you preaching at 90, man? That's impressive. That's What a yeah. guy. That's why I drafted him, dude. All reliable. That's his nickname. Yeah, that's impressive. So, uh, yeah, we're going to be, oh, yeah, we got new mics. So that's we're recording on these new mics. Now, these are actually yeah. wireless because what are we going to do for this? We're going to go out in public and talk to people. Yeah, exactly. And so... We're going to hit the streets of gold. Gang, gang. Actually, we're going to hit the streets of pavement, and then hopefully we bring people mm. to see the streets of gold. You Ooh. Oh. Ooh. 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 rebranding? Here we go. Okay. That's pretty much... I mean, not rebranding, but we're no. uh, we're changing modes. We're no longer just yeah. talking about the Bible amongst ourselves. Because that's too easy. We are going to... The nations. Yes. What does Matthew 28, 19, 20 say? I don't know. You tell me, man. You're an impact. Oh, crap. You're right. Be and build. <laughs> That's our, the church. Essentially. In a way, yeah. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy yeah. Spirit, teaching them to obey all that I've commanded you. And remember, I will be with you always. And you oh, oh were you trying to get me to, like, finish that? No. Oh, okay. Because it looked like you were, like, hinting at me trying to finish it. I was I'll like, oh, down. I missed yeah. the cue. I looked down and swallowed the Oh. Direction. That's creepy. They're probably like driving and then they just heard that and now they're scared. Hello, my name is Codis Rawlings with Jared Montana ASMR. People are probably driving home. Like I know I'm sorry, a few, I know a few people that listen and they're probably just driving home right now yeah. listening to the, just us. Yeah, it happens. Gotta love us. Anyway. Gotta love us. Galatians three. It starts off pretty strong. Oh you foolish Galatians. Well, let's recap because I mean it's yeah. been a minute for us. Uh, yeah. So, recap is, Paul was writing to the church in Galatia, yeah. and remember they were experiencing Judaizers, these people that mm. were trying to reintroduce the law, which is Moses' law, uh, which is the 613 commandments, all right? And they're trying to reintroduce this, saying, hey, if you truly have faith in Jesus, then you have to uphold the law, Yeah. and so that's why Paul wrote Galatians, uh, the book of Galatians, rather the letter, to yeah. the church in Galatia, because he's like, whoa, 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 don't you know, oh, we'll talk about that in this chapter. Yeah. So... It's a really good chapter. It's my favorite chapter. It's super meaty, uh, and it reminds me that these Judaizers that he's writing about reminds me a lot of Torah observers. Oh, oh you called them out. Now we're getting canceled. Yeah, Torah observers. Um, good thing Spotify doesn't cancel people. That's yeah, why Joe Rogan's true. on there. It's true. So. That's that's why they paid him a lot of money. Yeah. That's crazy. Like they paid him millions. I believe it. Yeah. Hey, Spotify, if you're listening, we could use some, we could we could use some money. That's true. I mean, we're, we're like Joe Rogan. We, yeah. we're, we're crazy. We're, cool. We're white. Yeah! Wait, we're right or white? Right. Oh. 
<laughs> anyway, Galatians three. Let's let's start off, start us off, Jared. But that's about the only way we're in common with uh, Joe Rogan. Um, he, he he says he's Catholic. Oh, so is Tom Brady. Oh, right. Anyways, we won't talk about. And that. every actor in Hollywood. Why is everyone Catholic? Because huh. it's easy to identify as. Hmm. Mark Wahlberg's Catholic. Well, he's actually like. Is he? I think so. Hmm. I've heard him like quoting the Bible and stuff, and it's not like. Well, normal. Eminem quoted the Bible once. I know, but it's like it's like it's like stuff that like, oh, look at you, you actually know that, you know. So yeah, that's surprising. Probably got it from Mass. That's what they call it, right? Yeah, that's what they call it. They call it Mass. But I'm surprised because a lot of Catholics like don't even know what the Bible says because they just go to Mass and they just listen. Anyways, going back to Galatians chapter three. I was trying to not whisper, but I started whispering, so I tried. Anyways. I hate when that happens, when you like don't try to whisper, but you whisper instead. Yeah. Weird. You know yeah. what happens. So Paul starts out, and he says, Who casts an evil spell on you? Again, talking to the church in Galatia. Mm-hmm. He says, For the meaning of Jesus Christ's death was made as clear to you as if you had seen a picture of his death on the cross. So as if he's like, Imagine being called out like that. Like, it's right there, and you guys are still yeah. not seeing it. Like, yeah, he's like, you know what Jesus' death means, so why are you trying to incorporate the law back into it? Yeah. And so... He says, let me ask you this one question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Of course not. Mm. Mm. Call him out, Paul. Mm. And he says, you received the Spirit because you believed. And so anyways, it's uh, this is really what Galatians chapter 3 is about, is he's yeah. calling out the uh, people that are incorporating works into their salvation. Now let me clarify. You hear this. I say this all the time on the podcast. Works are important in our faith. Mm-hmm. They are not necessary for salvation in the sense of uh, it's not believing plus works that yeah. saves us. However... Oh, wait. What are you hinting at? Anyways, however, it is through our faith Oh yeah. that we will have works. Mm-hmm. So, our works are a byproduct of our faith. So. I'm really bad at the hint thing. Like, yeah. like uh, I'm like, oh, my brain just shuts off. Like, when people ask a question, like, it's spontaneous. It's because you're thinking about what you're going to say next. And then and it then just... You just don't, yeah. Yeah, it's like I'm running down the road and the bridge collapsed. And I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah, I get Do it. I take the path or the broken bridge? I don't know. I was going on the bridge and now jumping. the bridge is... Okay. Yeah, jumping. Wee! I'm just going to respond and hope for the best. That's what I do. Jesus, take the wheel. Oh, sing it. So... Take it from my hand. Okay. Anyway. Okay. All right, continue. Yes, sir. Baby in the backseat. What? It's, there's baby in the backseat. That's <laughs> part of the words. I didn't know that. Yeah. I just know the Jesus take the wheel part. Oh, maybe. maybe. I don't think that's the same song. It is. I know. It's talk, it talks about the baby in the backseat and how they stayed asleep. Um, what happened to the baby? It stayed asleep while she slid on black ice. Oh, that's what it's about? That's what the song is about? Jesus take the wheel. I'm slipping on. Uh, this is a paraphrase. I'm slipping on black ice. I can't control the car. Jesus take the wheel. I did, I've never heard the song. I've just heard the Jesus take the wheel, oh, take it on. from my hands. Wait, I can I can pull it up here. Jesus. Think it's gonna work? Oh, on there because yeah. like it's recording us. Uh-huh. No, I got it. It's not doing that. Okay. All right. She was driving last Friday on her way to Cincinnati on a snow white Christmas Eve, going home to see her mom and her daddy with a baby in the back seat. Oh. Fifty miles to go. She was running low on faith and gasoline. Been a longhorn year. She had a lot on her mind. She didn't pay attention. She was going way too fast. Before she knew it, she was spinning on a thin black sheet of glass. Uh, she saw both their lives flash before her eyes. She didn't have time to cry. She was so scared, so she threw her hands up in the air. Jesus, take the wheel. Did they die? No. Okay, so it was still getting colder when she made it to the shoulder, and the car came to a stop. 
oh, cried good. when she saw that baby in the back seat sleeping like a rock. Oh, that's good. And for the first time in a long time, she bowed her head to pray. She said, I'm sorry for the way I've been living my life. I know I've got to change. So from now on tonight, do this thing for you. Oh, such a good song. I love letting go. So give me one more chance. Save me for now. There are three wooden crosses on. <laughs> that's a sadder one. Anyway, I did not know that. That's what that song was about. Yeah. So someone gave their life to Christ because of black eyes. Yeah. Well, theoretically, yeah. Hey, you don't know. That could be her, her testimony. It very well could be. Yeah. Who absolutely. sings that? Carrie Underwood. Did mm. you know that? She I probably did. Know. She's mine, so what are you talking about? She's our boo. She's the Yolt boo. We're Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> there are workers on our planets when we die. My we wife says I can say that. I can say oh, that. My that. wife doesn't. Uh, that's probably because we don't have one. Not yet. Mm-hmm. Someday. Someday. That'd be cool. God willing, right? I was reading a verse about that, and it said like instead of saying "let it be, let it happen to me," we should be saying, "We should be saying God's will." I don't remember what book it was. It might have been Corinth, not Corinthians, but it was a book saying instead of saying. God, or instead of saying something, I don't know, it was, I don't know how to word it, it was like, let me look it up, um, but it, it was in the Bible, obviously. Well, I mean, Jesus, when he prayed at the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, but God, your will be done, um, and so that's a reference for his will, I mean, yeah. what else? Mm, James 4, 8, and it says, um, this is the NIV, instead, you ought to be say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this and that, before it says, right. you know. Oh yeah, so you do not know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears, uh, you know, a little vanish anyway, but yeah. So don't be making plans. Say, Lord willing, we do this. Yeah, God willing. So Godspeed. Godspeed. And then but, Paul goes in back to Galatians. Yeah. Paul goes in to say, he says, I ask you again, does God give you the Holy Spirit mm. miracles among you because you obey the law? Of course not. Well, we talked about this in a recent podcast. Why does God work miracles? Because we obey Him. He does them out of like when you look at all the miracles in the Bible. It's always mm-hmm. uh, it's did we talk about that in the podcast, or we just talked that because I think we talked about it in the podcast. Yeah, because we were in Dom's office. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, did we, uh, were we allowed to say that we were in Dom's office? Yeah, that's know. cool. I told him. Okay, all right. And uh, and so <laughs> yeah, we just went to this guy's office when he wasn't there, like ten o'clock. Yeah. Night, I have church keys. That's right. Yeah, Curtis has church keys now because he works for the church. So, but. Yeah, because so when we look at the Bible, we see yeah. that God performs miracles through our uh, obedience that is mm-hmm. the of our faith. And so, anyways. He loves us. Yeah, he does. <clears throat> and so, anyways. How he loves us. Oh, how. how. Anyway. All right. This is just a musical. We've yeah. made a musical episode. We did. We did. This is it. So, like, they're going to love this. Yeah. I can imagine, like, anyway. Love you guys listening. So, now... Paul goes into talking about in Galatians chapter 3, he talks about, because uh, he defined how we aren't saved by our, these great things like the Spirit coming in and mm-hmm. miracles isn't because of the works that we do, but rather because of our faith. Mm-hmm. He says in verse 6, in the same way Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. And so this is him uh, accentuating the, mm. uh, the fact that we are saved by our faith and not by our works that we do. So he also says that the scriptures look forward to this time. Um, that God would make the Gentiles right in His sight, right, because of their faith. Uh, and that's in actually in verse 8. And so, he goes in to talk a little bit about Abraham and how uh, God blessed him because of his faith and how his descendants, spiritual descendants, would be because of their faith. Mm-hmm. And uh, he actually continues to quote Scripture a little bit. And he, said, he quotes uh, Deuteronomy twenty-seven twenty-six when he quotes, uh, Cursed is everyone who does not observe and obey all the commands 
that are written in God's book of law. And so Paul uses that to show that it's clear. He says in verse 11, so it is clear that no one can be made right with God by trying to keep the law. Mm-hmm. For the scriptures say it is through faith that a righteous yeah. person has life, and that's Habakkuk 2.4. That's just, it's just like, the answer straight up right there, and people are so like, oh no. That's why they deny Paul. Like hardcore Makes sense. observers, they deny Paul because they're like, oh, well, he, he was not a real, a real prophet, whatever they want to call him. So. That's just like, yeah. Yeah. That's how you know when like, <laughs> that's funny, the Catholics can use what I'm about to say against Protestants, but I was about to say, that's how you know when, when people are like sketchy with their theologies when they're trying to throw stuff out. Mm. Catholics, feel free, use that against Protestants because we threw out those apocryphal books, it's fine. Yeah, buddy. There's good reasons, unlike the, the, the case for anti-Paul. But anyways. Hey, man. Mary's above us. <laughs> anyways, 13. Sorry. But Christ has rescued us from the curse pronounced mm-hmm. by the law. Because in Matthew chapter 5, it says that Christ fulfilled the law and did not abolish it. Mm-hmm. So it isn't done away with. It's still scripture. So according to, uh, is it First Timothy or Second uh, Timothy? For what? 3.16. All scripture is God breathed. It is useful for first. teaching and rebuke. Okay, First Timothy three sixteen. All scripture is God breathed. It's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and reproofing. So I think it's first. I think it's first. It's or maybe it's second. No. One or the other. The other one says that we are uh, that God manifested in the flesh. That's the other one. That might be first. I think that one's first. And yeah. So I think God breathed is second. Yeah. Yeah. Second That's Timothy. right. Yeah. Okay. Second Timothy. All right. Um, so we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Verse fourteen. Through Christ Jesus, <laughs> why did I say it like that? Through Christ Jesus, because that's how it is read. Uh, so, through Christ Jesus, God has blessed the Gentiles with the same blessing He promised to Abraham, so that we are believers who might Question. receive the promised Holy Spirit through faith. So, what, do you, what was Mary's last name? Did it, does it ever say? So, like, what was Jesus's last name technically? Christ. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, it's just a, I bet it doesn't, it doesn't even matter. I'm just like wondering. It, uh, like, do you think they had a last name? Uh, yes. When did last names become a thing? Um, you know what I mean? You know, that's interesting. So, they probably would have said Mary of blank. And yeah, it was like Jesus of line. Nazareth. And so... Well, yeah. But they would have tied it to the family line before they tied it to the city. If they were in the city, they would have been like, oh, obviously the city. So they would have... Like, like son of David. And right, that. exactly. Okay. exactly. I would think. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes so I wonder sense. if that's where we get a blessing. Anyways. People started to get abundant, and they're like, "Oh, we need a better life. We're gonna give you last names and middle names." Yes. Spicy. Spicy. <laughs> All right. And then uh, he goes on in verse fifteen to say, "Dear brothers and sisters, here's an example from everyday life." Which, by the way, Curtis, I mean Christopher, you just gotta jump in if you see something. Okay. So, dear brothers and sisters. Apparently, no. I'm kidding. I, no, I haven't got anything. Keep going. What? Oh, I thought you had something. No, <laughs> I was just joking. I know. I'm, I'm scared. Dear brothers and sisters, here's an example from everyday life. Just as no one can set aside or amend an irrevocable agreement, so it is in this case. God gave the promises to Abraham and his child. And so he goes on to, to talk about how just because Christ came to fulfill it, it does not negate the promises that God gave him. So he goes on to say, no, it's not contradictory. Uh, where's this verse at? Uh, verse 17, this is what I'm trying to say. The agreement God made with Abraham could not be canceled 430 years later when God gave the law to Moses, God will be breaking his promise. For mm. if the inheritance could be received by keeping the law, then it would not be the result of accepting God's promise. So in other words, people that are trying to keep the, uh, receive the gift that God has given them through works, it doesn't mm. work like that. He's saying that the only way that you could receive the gift 
uh, or accept God's promise is through faith. Yeah. Um, which God gave graciously. So that's what Ephesians Because he says. loves us. Exactly. By grace through faith. Um, so then he asks, because now the question is, well, wait a second. If the works of the law don't save us, then what's the point of the law? Verse 19, it was given. Good transition. To, thank you. To show people their sins. Hmm. And that is why he goes on to say that the law was placed as a guardian. It is meant to protect the yeah. uh, individuals, the Hebrews, the Israelites, until the coming Messiah who could save them from their sins. Um, so, verse uh, still 19, but the law was designed to last only until the coming of the child who was promised. God gave his law through angels to Moses, who was the mediator between God and the people. Now a mediator is helpful in more than one party. Uh, sorry. Now a mediator is helpful if more than one party must reach an agreement. But God, who is one, did not use a mediator when he gave his promise to Abraham. Mm -hmm. So, is there a conflict then between God's law and God's promises? Absolutely not, Paul says. And if the law could give us new life, we could be made right with God by obeying it. But the scriptures declare that we are all prisoners of sin, as he talks about in Romans chapter 6-8. through eight. So we receive God's promise of freedom only by believing in Christ Jesus. So... Oh, Paul's so wrong. You know, that's... I see why they would say that, because, like, that's what he just pretty much calls him out, and so I see how it could make him mad. Yeah, exactly. And he, he, he contradicts their wrongful idea, uh, theology. A lot. <laughs> exactly. And so that's why they throw him out. They would hate Romans, man. I know, right? But, like, they're such good books, though. Like, I feel like even if I didn't believe, I'd want to read them. They're good. Yeah. It, it's weird, man. Some of them do, some of them don't. Mm. But, uh, they dibble-dabble. So, let's just recap. Alright, up until this point. So, yes. verse 22. Pretty much calling them out, saying, them out. like, hey, it's not by your works. That does nothing. That was just to help you kind of get the guardian and everything. But now, God loves you. Yeah. And so. Yeah. He says, look, I know you're doing works, he said. Yeah. But you shouldn't be doing works for your salvation. He says, you're only made yeah. righteous through faith. And uh, so, if that's the case, then what was the purpose of the law? It was to be placed as a guardian to keep you safe until the coming Messiah. So, verse 23 says, that he continues to talk about the guardian, or the guard of the law, actually. So, yeah. he says, before the way of faith in Christ was available to us, we were placed under guard by the law. We are kept in protective custody, so to speak, until the way of faith was revealed. Yeah. And then he talked about the guard, yeah. Just yeah. pretty much the rest about the guardian. Yeah, I love verse 24. It says, the law was our mm -hmm. guardian until Christ came. It protected us until we could be made right with God through faith. So, a lot of people look at sin as restrictive. It's like, oh, God doesn't want me to do this. God doesn't want me to have fun. But God gave us the law, even even the law of love, to protect us. And yeah. so when you look at a lot, I mean, even a lot of the laws in the Old Testament, you actually, uh, with modern science, it shows that, like, uh, for example, um, pig is very unhealthy because it has all these parasites and stuff in it. Yeah. And, uh, and so God was protecting them from eating those unhealthy animals by yeah. saying, look, don't even eat it. He's like, I'm trying to help you. And so that's why a lot of people actually, uh, people, and this is this is okay, this is, this is a differentiation that Paul makes in Romans chapter 14. He's like, look, you can do those things. You can do the law. And yeah. Keep Moses' law out of love for God. Mm -hmm. Just not if you if you think you're saved by it. And then he makes that distinction. Yeah. And so there's a lot of people today that will do that. And they, they look at the law, Moses' law of the Old Testament. And so they follow it because they know it was, it's ultimately meant for our good. Mm -hmm. And so they, uh, are vegetarian or and, or stuff like that. You know, they just don't yeah. do those things. Um, and so, um, like Seventh-day Adventists do that. Mm. Um, so, anyways, 
But yeah. So he says, verse 26, uh, sorry, verse 25, And now that way of faith is come, and we no longer need the law as our guardian. Meet, meet, So, we don't need the law, he says, as our guardian. Yeah. And so, uh, because now we have Christ. And so, verse 26, for you are all children of God. Through I like that part. In Christ Jesus. And you've all been united with Christ. And there is no longer Jew, nor Gentile, slave, nor free, male or female, for you are all made one through Christ Jesus. Now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham, and you are his heirs, and God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. Straight up, just like a, it's a, it's a, it's like a rap battle, Paul. <laughs> I would love to see him in a rap battle. Dude, I'd want to see Paul as like a politician, you know, like when they do the debates, like for election or whatever, and like they stand on stage, both of the uh, parties, and they just talk back and forth. I want to see Paul just go. Like, go against some tour observers. Yeah, like man, CDizers. Paul would be just fun to listen to. I wonder if he had like a deep voice. He wouldn't actually be fun to listen to. Well, no, not if you're on the opposing side. No, I just mean in general. You don't think so? I know. I think I, it'd be interesting. I know, no, I know so. Oh, why is that? Because in Acts, people literally fell asleep during his preaching, and they <laughs> fell out of the window and died. <laughs> really? I'm not kidding. So he ran downstairs and he brought them back to life. Yeah, he was a teenager. He, he literally, he Savage. wasn't, he wasn't entertaining enough. And, you know, in the last draft, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to draft these entertaining pastors. Well. No, Paul wasn't an entertaining pastor, man. All these teenagers fell asleep. Well, he's a good, re- see, it's like that. So, Craig Rochelle sucks at writing. Great pastor. <laughs> Him sucks at preaching. Great writer. I would say he was good at preaching. He just wasn't. One dude fell out of a window and died. Mean dude was preaching. not Mike Todd. Dude, entertainment Paul was not, not Mike Todd. Entertainment is not a qualification for a good preacher. Nowadays, I think it is. Would you, would you say Paul is a good preacher? No, some dude died. That is straight up blast. He wrote the Bible, bro. <laughs> you can't say he's not a good preacher. Obviously, he's not good enough. People are dying. He's just not entertaining. Dude, dude people deny him. deny him to this day because he's not that good. All right, you, you just need to stop. You're at the bottom of this hole. You're just going to keep I'm at the you. monkey in the barrel. Alright, anyways. So that is the end of actually Galatians chapter. No, I I bet he was good, but like if you don't have patience, I bet it would be like for me, it'd probably be tougher. It would be. You'd probably like, be that kid that probably still could be <laughs> I am that kid. Yeah. God said we'll give you another chance in two thousand and four. <laughs> just oh so oh so this is proof that the Bible Reincarnation? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what we've been looking for. Oh, hey Judas. Right. Yeah. Right. What? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah, anyway. No, it's, it's a good book, though. Like, it really just it explains it. It like, puts it on the table and says, it does, it does. you can do it, but you don't have to, essentially. So here's the thing. You know, while, while, uh, while Codus prepares the prayer, I'm going to... Oh, why do you do that to me? You don't want to pray? You don't want to talk to God? No. <laughs> he doesn't return my calls. This is the atheist podcast, the old atheist podcast. <laughs> You're agnostic. But here's the thing, y'all. If y'all are going through a time in your life where, like, you know what? You're so focused on the works of the faith in the sense of, you're like, I need to do this. I need to do this. I'm not Mm -hmm. good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough because I'm not doing this. Here's the thing. You are good enough. Christ thought you were worth dying for. And you don't need to be burdened by the works of the faith because Christ has lifted that burden from you. So, while we should do these works, we should serve at our church, do not burden yourself and question your own salvation. Because you do not serve enough. That is, that is, just want to make that clarification. You are uh, loved by God and you uh, do not carry that burden anymore. He says, come to me all who are weary and I will give you rest and I will make your burdens light. 
is what he says. So, he is carrying the, the works of your faith on his shoulders when he died on that cross, and he resurrected some three days later. And so, if that is you, I encourage you to relax and find rest in the God of your salvation. And uh, for those who live in the shelter of the Most High, will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Man, I just quoted like 15 scriptures for y'all, so y'all better like that. But anyways. Uh, Give us five stars on Spotify. Yeah, five stars, please. And anyways, but uh, make sure that y'all are, I don't know, I'm trying to stall until you're ready, bro. Oh, I've been ready, oh, man. Okay, all right, well, if, uh, if that's you and, I don't know, maybe maybe you felt like you've been working your whole life for salvation and you didn't realize that it's all about faith. And so if that's you, then Curtis has a prayer for you. Not that it saves you, just so you're aware. Oh, that the prayer we used to do. Yeah. Yeah, I got it memorized. Okay, go ahead. All right, just repeat it after me. Oh, crap. I don't remember <laughs> it. Dude. Yeah, but I got it memorized. Dude, I had it, and then, like, I went to do it, and it just left me. That's hilarious. So, all right, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll tell you. So, repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Please forgive me and come into my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Now, please help me to live for you for the rest of this life. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. And like I said, this prayer doesn't save you, but it is a good marker for your own, uh, your own mind. Just so you know, you know what? I'm making this conscious decision today. And so now that you've made this decision, you know what? I've, I've learned something cool. And this is, I learned it from David Ladding. I never learned it. Like, he's a, he's a good speaker, and he makes some good videos. But uh, anyways, he said this. He's like, you know how when you first come to the faith, you're very passionate? Are you talking to me? I am talking Sorry, to what? Yeah, I could tell you weren't paying attention. I was I reading our Yolt messages. Nice. But no, I was, I was talking about how I saw a video of David Ladding. Okay. So you know how when you first come to the faith, you're very passionate. You're on fire. You have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he described it as... You have this fire about you, but then once that fire dwindles out, as it will, God in your faith wants you to follow him in discipline, not in that passion. And so I in like that, that discipline, we have to discipline ourselves uh, daily so that we can follow I like him. that a lot. Yeah, I do. I, I liked it. So Dude, He shaved his beard. I saw that. Yeah, he finished his Nazarene vow thing. So, oh, is that what that was? Yeah, that's what he's doing. So, but anyways, yeah, so uh, thank you all for watching. I love you. Curtis loves you. And more importantly... God loves you. And with all that being said, Godspeed.